0: Wayne Ninta, Louise. Hi, friends and relatives. It is me, Raymond Jordan Johnson-Brown, back with another exciting episode of The Glorious Mess. This episode is a little bit of a different pathway, a creative pathway to healing and finding strength in sobriety, especially when we bring it into the queer, gender, and sexually diverse experience. It's a world filled with all sorts of substances. And drag is a very powerful way to come back to self, find identity feel empowered in your experience and also find courage to maintain self recognizing the the wealth of distractions that our community can can utilize and access and so I'm really also excited to invite today's guest who is a friend a call a co-lover of Blackpink <laughs> that we've bonded over a brilliant artist singer icon everything amazing jackal all the way from calgary alberta treaty seven territory how are you jackal
1: hello i'm doing excellent how are you doing today
0: you know i'm better now that i have this coffee i'm super excited
1: <laughs> i love caffeine cannot function without it i swear
0: <laughs> i'm really excited also to buy By this episode, because I think, and I've talked about this before, but we always equate healing to these like, okay, if you go heal, you got to go to the doctor, you heal, you got to, you know, go to therapy. But what if you go heal and you, and you create a a version of self, an empowered version of self? Um, And I feel like in a lot of ways, that's what you've really done in your career. Because when I, you know, when I first met you last summer, like it was a very different artist than you are today. Would you agree with that?
1: Absolutely, 100%. I was just figuring myself out last year. I was just starting my journey in sobriety last year. So I definitely feel like there has been a glow up, per se.
0: (laughs) A glow up, per se. And we talk a lot about every episode about like the power of community within that. And and you've built and you have a wonderful drag family of the wonderful chaos from Canada's drag race. Uh, you've got a beautifully chaotic family. And so like how important is the family a part of that development?
1: The, honestly, like I would say very important. Um, not only have I learned, Uh, just so much like drag wise from, uh, chaos. I've also have been inspired to become a better person and like, without even knowing it, they've helped me grow, not just as an artist, but as a individual. And I really appreciate that. And I am beyond thankful to have them in my life. Mm -hmm.
0: And so what, take me back to like the beginning, like what made you want to go into drag in the first place?
1: Well, uh, it actually started during the pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. I was on break from doing my uh, master's in makeup artistry and special effects because,
0: of course, COVID. <laughs> mm-hmm. Were we all on break?
1: <laughs> I got heavily like into cosplay, and I also was like starting to flirt with the idea of you know getting into drag and. Um, This was, of course, before I had come out to, like, a mass majority of people in my life that I was, that I am trans. Um, So I was just like, I wonder if me, as someone who was assigned female at birth, if I could even do drag, if that would be accepted. Mm -hmm. So I held off on the idea. Mm -hmm. And um, I didn't really feel confident in starting my journey in drag until after I'd gotten my top
0: surgery mmm interesting and is that because of like societies of acceptance of what a drag queen can be or a drag artist can be?
1: essentially like it, it I definitely felt like pressure from society which looking back now it's like silly because I know so many amazing performers who like who are uh A-fab. like for example, Sigourney Viewer is absolutely amazing, like AFab uh cis female performer who mm-hmm. I admire. Uh mm-hmm. and like there's just there's like so many other performers um within this community as well. Mm-hmm. So, looking back And, I mean, and local
0: so- shout out to Ella We love Ella. Oh wait, no, is it different name now? Last name. Is Ella's last name the different now? AFab queen in Calgary? No. (laughs) I'm like, no, that's, I I can't remember if that's I last, anyway, shout out to them. There is, and there is, like, we're starting to see that drag is not drag queens, and that's like, when when you get, like, an artistry that comes from a culture that, like, has a lot of shame and unpacking to fit into this heteronormative Christian value-driven system and world, you, you start to put, people and artistry in boxes and like a show like RuPaul's Drag Race, as much as it's evolved um, the community to more bigger conversations on higher levels, I think at the same time it's also pigeonholed sometimes the idea of what it can be and it's starting to work on that but I think at the local level we see these like stunning amount of, of of community members of all walks of life, of all different strengths, um, bringing things to life on stage and bringing identities and characters and versions of self. And I think that's, like, the beauty of it. And I'm curious, like, for you then, who is, who would you say, who is Jackal?
1: Oh, well... You know, just that wacky, awkward, glamour demon from Calgary. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the entrance so, line. Know, I'm
1: still trying to figure that out. And yeah. I feel like that is that is something that happens a lot when you are taking your journey in sobriety. It's like, because you have to find yourself again away from the
0: substances. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. It takes a long time. Like, it doesn't happen overnight.
0: Oh my gosh. So. And it goes it ebbs and flows to like I think to the the journey of sobriety as like you know a be-all end-all like my mom is a very like AA sober only there's no choice for her in her her experience but I think there are people who've like chosen sobriety from alcohol but still maybe use cannabis um and find healing and pathway like there's so much nuance um and things and you really just have to make the best choice for you but it's as I said in the intro it's like it is hard because you know we're we're Work until (laughs) three AM in an environment that really pushes drugs and alcohol um, as a way to get through. Sometimes these things where our bodies are like, "Wait a minute, no!" Like, we need more daytime drag shows.
1: (laughs) Unless you're unless you're a
0: night unless you're a a night person. Like, I think are you like a night person? You'd say
1: I definitely am a night person. Like last night, I didn't fall asleep until I think it was about three or four (laughs) AM.
0: Okay. Yeah. So you live in the night. Me, uh, I went to bed then too, probably maybe later, (laughs) but, but it doesn't work again. It's like, it doesn't work for, for everyone all the time. And I know you had shared with me and, 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 and you were comfortable sharing here, like your diagnosis with, with borderline personality disorder and your autism experience. So you're, you're wonderful neurodivergent. And I think I know many people who, for example, have like ADHD, who when they use cocaine, it, it helps them to focus. And I thought it was such a strange thing because for me, if I do those substances, I'm I'm a, I'm a uh, rally. Go. Let's go. where it's not stopping. It does something different to my brain. So prior to your, your choice and, and living in sobriety, how did substances help you manage your neurodivergence? Or, yeah. Oh,
1: oof. Well, uh, there was a point in my life back, I think it was around 2018 where I actually had gotten a concussion and the relationship I was in at that time, unfortunately, um, while I was recovering and trying to heal from this, the, uh, the person had still expected me to do a lot of the chores and like housework. So the only way I could really get through the day was by doing like several lines of cocaine. Mm. and like not like not only did i find like wow this really helps me as someone who is neurodivergent i'm able to focus more i'm able to get more done but it became dangerous in the fact where i was not sleeping mm. it really started to deteriorate as a person
0: yeah yeah and that's the scary thing and you had Oh, sorry, go ahead.
1: Right. Unfortunately, that's something that I, like, continue to struggle with for the next few years, like, on mm-hmm. and off until about 2021,
0: 2022. hmm And it's, like, this vicious, would you say for you it was, like, a cycle?
1: It really was. Because, yeah. it's like, I could go for a few months without touching it at all. But mm-hmm. then something were to happen, and then all of a sudden it's just, like, I was right back
0: on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what was the, like, we talk a lot about like this idea of like rebound anxiety or like hyper, what's the word I want to say? Like just like a, almost like hyper symptoms. So like the thing that you use the substance to numb, then in the withdrawal becomes exacerbated. Like, would you say you had some of that experience too?
1: I would definitely say yes. Um, I felt like, uh when i did go through through those withdrawals my anxiety would get worse i would be more prone to like manic episodes with my bpd
0: Mm -hmm. as
1: well and um i remember back in early uh 2021 i think it was yeah it was uh 2021 i was in and out of the psych ward at the peter lougheed uh, Mm. hospital which Shout out to them for being kind of ableist in their psych ward, especially Ugh. to those with BPD. Like the doctors there were horrible. Yeah. Um, but like I was in and out and there were points like it was, I think my last stay there. Mm-hmm. I was literally hallucinating
0: oh.
1: and it was horrible. Like I kept uh, seeing shadows coming in and out of the room and it just got me to such a point of anxiety where I felt like I must be going insane. Like I must be like borderline schizophrenic or something because it was just so terrifying.
0: Mm-hmm. And define for you because I think we always get this like the Diagnostic Statistics Manual defines what borderline personality disorder is, but what we recognize when we meet other people with BPD, it's like it looks different for everyone. So, like, what does what does borderline personality I think disorder look like for you?
1: Well, um, I've been able to manage it a lot more better within this year, mm-hmm. but um, I very much uh am a person who attaches too easily, so when I have a favorite person in my life, that person is like literally the main person in my life, and um, it gotten to a point where that has wrecked friendships and relationships and so going forward it's like i try to be very careful with who i form attachments with i try to stay away from that favorite person like mentality Mm -hmm. um but a lot of the time it's like it's very much a roller coaster yeah like for example i can be having the best day i can be having a most amazing day and then something will happen and then all of a sudden it's like my mind switches and it's 180 and then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden it's like, I am depressed. I am suicidal and Mm -hmm. there is nothing that can talk me down. Mm -hmm.
0: And it becomes so, it becomes so real, I think too, right? Like like that, that shift as much as it, like, it's not grounded in reality, but like that uncertainty, that fragile foundation, it really, it's really hard. And I think borderline personality is one of those ones that's so, misunderstood and not enough researched because it's not simple enough to put in a box right and so when you see a lot of like western medicine practitioners they're really built their career on things making sense and so when they see and like you shared in your experience in that the system especially in an emergency urgent you know driven system they're they 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 don't want to deal with it they and and it's what they're there for, and yet they don't want to because they don't understand mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but but one hundred
1: percent like yeah. I literally had one of the practicing doctors at Peter Lohet's like accuse me of going in and out of the out of the ward there for attention, and it's just like who am I trying to gain attention from
0: and 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 at the same time though, if you look at being in a being away from your detachments and then and needing some relationality to get through your your experience, you could have been, and that's not you know like that that type of phrasing to me. Like when I hear that, it makes it kind of grinds my gears. And like, and what what it, like what value? <laughs> Even if it were the case, right? Like I, I don't understand how that's helping you move forward. I don't understand how that's helping you work through. What you're going through, and if anything, it sounds like a belittling of your reality and your experience. And so to hear that that happens in a a psych ward, the place where you're supposed to be trusting and 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 specialized to work through this, that's that's what your medical degree did for you, sir, ma'am. Day. <laughs> so real, talk-
1: I was so pissed off that I was just like, "Fuck you all! I'm going home." Yes, literally. Yeah,
0: the system designed to 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 make you feel safe. This this is a safe place for you. We've been conditioned and taught to go there, but we see misdiagnosis. We see um, so much harm happen in these spaces. These, these these medical systems are so lost in so many ways because of their hyper reliance on living in these boxes of understanding, and it's 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 sad. And I wonder, bringing it back into your like dragon artistry, how has that informed then? who Jackal as the artist, as the drag performer has, has become, how has that informed it?
1: Well, to be honest, um, I'm, I'm not really sure. I, like, I do find a lot of, uh, Oh, how would I say? I find the art that I create through drag. I find it very therapeutic, um, in a sense, like, it's sort of an outlet almost. Um, And especially when things like therapy are so expensive, it's just like finding, being able to express myself through art Mm -hmm. has very much saved my
0: life. (laughs) Uh Uh
1: Uh, Not to sound like, I don't know, uh, silly but like or cliche <laughs> no, no,
0: no yeah no but really hey that's real for you like that's your real experience right yeah
1: yeah for real and um sorry my mind uh went on a little bit of a blank there but oh, no. um like I said earlier I'm still trying to find out who I am mm-hmm. when it to Jackal mm-hmm. uh, but I also have found sort of a safe space within this drag persona that I've created because when I am when I am Jackal I feel untouchable I feel confident and I feel like a badass bitch
0: yeah mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> when I'm out of drag it's, it's kind of an opposite yeah <laughs>
0: well i think i first met you out of drag but and you were like quite shy but i'm also a lot so <laughs> at the same time i'm like Not though pardon me
1: aren't we all a lot though
0: yeah what's that what's that alice in wonderland quote like we're all mad here i'm like
1: yeah. yeah exactly.
0: really. like it. the more and the more we like push into the fact that we're all a little fucked up i'm like the better we'll feel, I think, when we accept that part of ourselves. (laughs) Because when you accept your inner fuckedness, (laughs) you allow others to accept theirs. (laughs) That's a direct quote. That's the theme for the whole season.
1: (laughs) I live. I love.
0: (laughs) And so, like, I remember we talked in our early conversations about this episode, and we were saying, like, you know, what role has, like, your inner monologue had on Jackal in your artistry?
1: Ooh. My inner monologue is an Mm -hmm. asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Like, we are our worst critics, and that is 100% true, because, say for example, I'll be doing a number, and something goes wrong, like I do a wig reveal, and then the other wig ends up sticking to me. (laughs) And then, (laughs) at the end of the number, that inner monologue will be going, you made that so messy, how dare you? And it's just like I just have to tell it to shut up.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, as lovely RuPaul says, that that inner saboteur. Like we all have that perfectionist kind of ideology of like how things should be, and it's like one of the most debilitating things, I think. And then when you intersect that, I think like with with uh, mental health challenges and obstacles, like it it, it further complicates the the heaviness, the weight of that, of what that reality is or that, that inner saboteur, right? Absolutely. And so how then does, how does Jackal then, how do you then protect yourself through that as you still are put in this position of being on stage, being in a, a TV family, you know, <laughs> like, you know, being, you, like there is pressure, I think, behind that, right? Um, there,
1: I- pressure because it's like, not only is, do I sometimes feel the pressure that I have to live up to, and I know I don't have to, but this is what the inner monologue says. The inner monologue yeah. is saying like, look at what you have to live up to. Look at your drag mother. Look at look at your uh, drag grandmother, for example. <laughs> and I'm just
0: like- Wait, who's your drag grandmother? Stephanie Prince. Oh my, oh God. <laughs> Oh yes, I completely forgot. I forgot that that was the tr- <laughs> I see the resemblance. <laughs> but no, yeah, true. There is like there is that pressure, so then how how do you how do you take care of yourself? How do you protect yourself in those moments and navigate that? Or what are you trying? If you
1: <laughs> I really just try to focus on being in the moment. Um, I also try to just sort of tell that inner saboteur to shut up, Uh Uh, that, you know, that I don't need that, (laughs) that what they're saying is wrong, and it's just past traumas coming through, so but honestly more more so than anything focusing on being in the moment um and then lots of naps
0: <laughs> listen i i did not uh, until i i met fred i was not a napper i was like anti napping i don't know why but lately these these days i'm a big i'm a big napper and i love it it changes the game like i can fully do like and i love a 20 minute power nap like oh. lying and lying on the couch like i can't be in the bed that's one thing i will say the bed, I can't do it in the bed. I have to be on the couch. No, I can do it in the bed sometimes too, but it's usually no longer. But anyway. Thank you, Technical Difficulties, and welcome back. <laughs> we left off talking about, you know, how, how do you take care of, of yourself, knowing the pressures of this artistry in this world and, and, and your, your very real lived experience and how you see the world and experience it being neurodivergent, like how do you, how do you take care of yourself? How do you protect yourself through that?
1: Well, uh, I honestly just, a lot of it is living in the moment or at least trying to live in the moment. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm a constant overthinker. So it's just like a few things to ground myself here and there. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, also naps. I love naps. Uh, I find naps to be extremely therapeutic. If there's ever a day where I just feel so overwhelmed or I will just go take a 20 minute nap. It's just like, okay, let's have a, let's have a body reset.
0: Mhm. Changes the game.
1: It really does. And it's like, I know it's like, it sounds like such a small and simple thing, but it helps so
0: much. No, it totally does. I think when your brain, when you're taking on so much stimulus and you're over thinking right, that reset, even if sometimes I know I'll nap and it like, doesn't feel like I even napped I feel like my but it, it I feel when I wake up I have a refreshed sense of self Yeah, and I think that changes the game so everyone listening take your naps do, do it <laughs> it's oh. and so for those folks uh, you know listening from from everywhere that they listen from you know what, what what would you say is a pathway for them to begin to experience the healing powers of drag where could they start Oh
1: just do it. Just do it. Like, even if you're starting at home, if you're starting on TikTok, if you're even just, like, putting on makeup, dancing around in your room, like, do it. And mm. you are the only one stopping you. Mm. Now, When it comes to performing, like, look into open stages and opportunities in mm. your city. Um, I was very lucky when I was starting out because there were a few open stages here
0: mm-hmm. in, uh,
1: in Calgary.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, one of them is TGT, uh, which is amazing. It is hosted by Carla Marx and Ripham. Mm-hmm. And they really just provide a safe space for new performers to come out mm-hmm. and to express themselves through drag. And I absolutely love it. And Honestly, I don't know if I would be where I am without
0: those opportunities. So get into your local, check your local queens, find, go to the local gay bar, see some queens, follow them on Instagram, message them, find your open mic nights. And, or, and if you don't want to do that, just, just go put on some damn makeup and start to imagine who this persona could be.
1: <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: Cause like, for example, look at sugar and spice. They started off on TikTok and
0: now they are world famous icon Literally, you no. Know, and they're friggin' hilarious. I love both of them. <laughs> Those trots? <laughs> Well, Jekyll, I think there's so many nuggets of wisdom and beauty and I just thank you for for you, for your artistry, for your journey, for where you're at, where you've come through and where you're going. I'm just so excited for you and I I appreciate you. So thank thank you.
1: Thank you. I appreciate you too. And thank you so much for having me. Uh, I love talking with you. And next time you're in town, we got to Yes,
0: a hundred percent. And for those of you who are listening to our wonderful podcast, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for experiencing and learning more about gender and sexually diverse queer magic and healing pathways. I hope you stay tuned for more episodes as we keep talking about healing through trauma. And I appreciate you all. Thanks.